0: Uh, Today's reading will be taken from Isaiah 42 verses 1 to 13. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching the islands will put their hope. This is what God the Lord says, the creator of the heavens, who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to so open that eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, and that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or praise to idols. See, The former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the end of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them. Let the wilderness and its towns raise their voices. Let the settlements where Kedar lives rejoice. Let the people of Selah sing for joy. Let them shout from the mountaintops. Let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim his praise in the islands. The Lord will march out like a champion, like a warrior he will stir up his zeal. With a shout he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Great, good morning, and a warm welcome, also from me. And yeah, it's our last, kind of our last Christmassy carol service, our last carol that we're going to look at. I don't know how you feel, I think many of us are quite tired, right? It's been a very busy December, Uh, the family service with all the children and youth, and then last week the candlelight and Uh, Well, Sunday morning was a bit easier, but now yesterday, Christmas Day, and now you're all here again. But I hope you feel it was worth it, right? Because we've had so many guests coming, you know? Maybe we've had 90 people become Christians, and I mean, 200 people sign up for Christianity Explored. I mean, we're one service, but I think we should go to, like, free services, or, you know what, uh, the the whole district council of Shatin became Christians, and we're going to move to Shatin Town Hall, 1,400 people, and then live-streamed around Hong Kong. You know, they're going to making all these housing changes and poverty programs, all because of our Christmas services. Uh, of course, that's not true, right? <laughs> we, we sometimes wish it was. I mean, we had uh, some great services, and we've had quite a few guests. I haven't heard of anyone becoming a Christian, though. Uh, I don't know how many of them still remember what they heard. I think a lot of people around here wouldn't even have noticed that we had, uh, well, there was a new banner, but I just walked past it. Many people just didn't notice at all. And sometimes you wonder, then, is it worth doing, right? All this effort, uh, you know, where is God? Is He really at work? Uh, maybe, I don't know how you feel about this past year, right? It's the end of 2021. Has it been an easy year? And we've been praying and serving, and you've been working hard, and yet so little seems to be happening in your family in your workplace here in Hong Kong, you maybe you're you're a missionary and you've been working hard, well, how should we feel about that? Is God really at work? Well, that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at the last carol of this series, and I want to encourage us at the kind of the end of 2021, at the end of this busy Christmas season, and as we look to the next year that God is at work. And we're going to look at uh, a little carol, a lovely carol, uh, "Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem, which is really perfect for this occasion. It's a very sweet carol. It was written for Sunday school originally. A bit of a children, but uh, we sing it as adults. It's really lovely. And what does it say about Christmas? I think, you know, the fact that it seems small and insignificant is normal because Christmas, well it was very small and quiet then very small and quiet uh, let's listen uh, again to these, I don't know if you know the carol yeah? how does it start Oh, uh, little town of Bethlehem how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by and you get this picture of this, this little town sleepy town at night uh, it's very quiet everyone is sleeping uh, that is is—it's so quiet. And yet, in the middle of this town, something amazing is happening, right? Uh, What's happening? Um, Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met indeed tonight. In the middle of this quiet, sleepy town at night comes the, the climax of history. You know, that the everlasting light is here because, you know, Jesus was born. Right? And, uh, for some people noticed, hey, there were these shepherds. Hey, we have the angels singing, hey? Oh, morning stars together, proclaim the holy birth and praise and sing to God our King and peace to man on earth. Hey, for Christ is born of Mary. You know, Jesus is here. No, not just Jesus, Christ, hey? the Messiah, the, the Chosen One, the Promised King, who would the, the Savior. He's here. And yet, yeah? uh, whoops. Uh, and gathered all above, while mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. He has all the angels, and yet everyone else is just sleeping. Uh, d- d- that's the lovely picture here. But th- actually, that was Christmas, right? Uh, the birth of a baby uh, while everyone was sleeping. Now, I don't know if there's any significant things you've ever slept through. Maybe you had to catch a flight and y- y- you slept through it. That would be a pity. Maybe some of the, sometimes there's a big storm outside here, a black rainstorm, and, oh, you didn't notice. You were just sleeping. I had a friend of mine. He was such a good sleeper. Uh, he would also party very late, and he would come home at 6 a.m. He once slept through this. So he went to bed in the morning, 6 a.m., and then when he woke up at 5 p.m., they had installed this in his room, and he hadn't noticed at all. He just slept through that. That's incredible. <laughs> and yet can you s- imagine sleeping through this here is the infinite creator coming down to earth and taking on a human nature the beginning of the rebirth of the universe it's 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 starting now and everyone right? D- don't you feel like that sometimes right you, you want to invite people to church come you know great service at ah, 10:15 it's so early yeah uh, I'll sleep uh, I'm busy you're missing out on the most amazing thing there is. But, but, but that's it, right? That, that, is, that is Christmas. The most amazing thing happened, and, and yet uh, no, one, no, one, no one slept. And in a way, of course, but you can imagine them sleeping through it, right? Because it was so small. It was just a human baby. That, that's the thing, right? Physically, it was very unimpressive was just a baby being born to a carpenter and his young wife. It wasn't very impressive. I mean... Birth rates are declining, but still plenty of babies born around the world, right? It's just the birth of a baby. Well, that is because that's just the physical side. I think the reason Christmas looks so unimpressive is that we only look at the physical. Because that's what we should think about. You know, there's the physical and the spiritual. Jesus coming, well, Jesus himself, right? There's the physical side and the spiritual side. And physically, yeah, it was just a baby. He was just a baby. But spiritually, here is God Almighty on earth. And the thing is, we just don't see that, right? We just see the physical. Even later, when Jesus was walking around, in some ways, he was just a man, right? He was just uh, this rabbi walking through the desert with his disciples. You know, just a guy. And everyone thought, who is this guy? You know, the son of Joseph, you know, just a carpenter. Why is he making all these blasphemous claims? He was just a guy. But spiritually, right? Here's all the demons. I mean, they saw Jesus and they go, Ah, ah, the Son of God, don't torture us. Right? All the demons, they can see spiritually and they can see who Jesus really is. The physical and the spiritual. (laughs) Right? Physically, very small, very quiet, very ordinary, spiritually. Here is God Almighty walking on earth. I think that's the distinction we need to see. And I think that is actually something that runs through the whole Bible. You know, the the fact that the physical is not very impressive, that's deliberate. As you read through the Bible, don't you notice that God always goes for the physically unimpressive? I mean, all in Genesis, every time God chooses someone in a family, He chooses the youngest. Why the youngest? Why the the ugliest? Uh, David, right? We all know David, the great king, except he wasn't. He was just a little shepherd boy. He had some brothers who were really big and powerful, but God didn't choose them. He chose the little shepherd boy. He always chooses the, the physically unimpressive. And we know that later, right? In the first century, everyone was waiting for the big king to come and save them. And then they got him. Well, that's the thing. God says, no, no, he goes for the unimpressive. Because it is not about the physical, it's about the spiritual. I think that's what we see, especially in Isaiah. It's not just in the first century. Actually, 700 years before Jesus, uh, God is kind of making that shift. And he's telling people, no, no, it's not about the physical. So let's, uh, uh, Isaiah, the second half, it's... uh, looking forward to the exile Isaiah has been telling to the people look you're gonna go into exile you're gonna get judged for your sin you're gonna go to Babylon and you can imagine people they want someone to rescue them right come we want someone to come and crush the Babylonians crush our enemies and, and bring us home and God says yes I'm gonna send a rescuer right we heard it in chapter 42 someone to release the captives and bring people out of the dungeon but what is he like well you first one Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. Right? My servant. They want a big conquering king. Well, here's my, my servant, my, my slave. You could even translate it. And, and what's he like? Is he the big conquering warrior? Well, verse 2. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. He's going to be really quiet. Very unimpressive. Very, very small. My, my servant, who, who will not make any noise. And is he going to crush and conquer? Oh, verse 3, a uh, bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he, he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will, he, he will be so gentle and so quiet, and, and this little reed that's kind of half broken and dangling, he's not going to break that. So, he's so gentle. And, 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 and this, this smoldering wick, you just walk past, he's, n- he's, he's not going to make that out. And, and that's so strange, right? This is the one who's going to rescue them, this guy who is so quiet and gentle. While at the same time, did you hear the end of the passage? Here's this quiet, gentle servant. But then the end of this oracle, we have the whole world praising and shouting. And, and here comes God in verse 13, right? Um, come on. The Lord will march out like a champion. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. It's the same thing. Uh, how can that be? Here is the, the small, quiet, gentle servant, and here is the, the Lord shouting and, and conquering and marching, both in one. Well, that is the big question. Why? How, how, did, how is the coming of God will be in this small, gentle, quiet guy? And that is because it's not about the physical. Uh, Isaiah goes on, uh, because the people are wondering, how can you do this, God? Isn't that what we need? Don't we need a, a, a big conquering king? And, and God says, well, you know, a conquering king can get you out of Babylon, sure. Sure. You know, I'll send one. I'm going to send King Cyrus, and and he's going to get you out of Babylon. But it's not going to help you at all because that's not your problem. Your problem is not Babylon. Your problem is your sin. And even if you go back to Jerusalem, you're still going to be a bunch of wicked sinners under judgment. It's not going to help you. You need a spiritual rescue. And that's why I'm going to send this quiet, gentle guy. And you know what? He's not just going to be quiet and gentle. He's going to look like a failure, like a loser he's going to lose everyone will think he's failed and he's going to be mocked and spat on and they're going to pull his beard out Uh, At chapter 53 he's going to be tortured and he's going to get killed that's your rescuer the most unimpressive guy you can think who gets killed in duty because he's going to die for your sins that's why he is the one who's going to rescue you because he's going to die for your sins that's your big problem you're going to have a, it's, it's the spiritual side. And so, that is what it is. And so that's the thing about Jesus. Yeah, you look at the cross, and it looks like the worst failure. It looks like the least impressive conqueror you can think of, right? The one who, gets, who loses and gets killed. And yet, at the same time, here is, in him was God reconciling the world. Here was God triumphing over his enemies, I don't know what your favorite song is. We've had lots of carols. There's this great song uh, from the squalor of a borrowed stable which talks about the cross as a victory, right? Uh, He fights for breath. He fights for me, losing sinners from the claims of hell. And with a shout, our souls are free, death defeated by Emmanuel. A victory while Jesus was losing and dying on the cross. Uh, that, That is... The gospel, and that is what we, it, it starts at Christmas. That's why Jesus is so unimpressive and so quiet and gentle because that is how God rescues us through this very unimpressive, weak thing of the cross, which spiritually at the same time is God winning and conquering over sin and hell and Satan. It's incredible, right? But, but, but yeah, that's, that's Christmas. That is why it's like this. Right? We need to see Christmas with spiritual eyes. We need to see Jesus with spiritual eyes and, and not just look at the physical. If we just look at the physical, yeah, small, unimpressive, look at the spiritual. And why is that relevant? Well, the nice thing about this carol is that it goes to the present. <laughs> you know, most carols, they stay in the past, right? or they look to the future, uh, joy to the world. This carol, well, how about now? Well, what can we expect now as Christians, as a church? Well, here we go. There's King Cyrus. There's the cross. Um, yeah, point three. Well, we should expect small and quiet now, because look at how verse three goes. Yeah, how? Yeah, Ella. <laughs> yeah. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. You you can hear exactly the same things about how it's silent and no one notices, right? It's silent and, and quiet and And yet at the same time, spiritually, look what's happening. God is giving the wondrous gift, the the, the, the miracle, uh, the miraculous gift. Uh, God is giving the blessings of heaven to people. Uh, Jesus is entering into human hearts. It's amazing, right? But, but, but it's all spiritual, right? Spiritually, this amazing thing is happening, and yet physically here is, you know, people don't notice. People don't hear it. That is what God is doing now. It's still spiritual, not physical. Same as 2,000 years ago. In some ways, it's still Christmas. God is at work, but it's unseen. People don't hear it. People don't see it. It's just quiet and gentle Jesus at work in people's hearts. That is how God is at work now. And in a way, it's exactly the same as Christmas. I mean, that's the thing, right? There's the... Jesus comes twice, but what does he do each time? What did he do 2,000 years ago? What will he do in the future? I think it's uh, the easiest way to distinguish them is is spiritual and physical. 2,000 years ago, he mainly did spiritual stuff, right? Forgiveness, adoption, all those things we already have. But physically, yeah, we're still like in this old world. I mean, here in Ephesians, right, uh, it's, uh, this is what God says about us now. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's already true of you as a Christian. But that's spiritual, right? Physically, I'm I'm not raised. I'm not seated with Christ. Not at all. I'm I'm here with you guys, which I love. But yeah, right? Spiritual and physical. The physical will come later. But now God is doing a spiritual work. And physically that will look like nothing. Yeah? It's a funny thing, right? Someone becomes a Christian. Do you see a change when you see them walking on the street? I guess you wouldn't, right? They look exactly the same. But spiritually, they, they're a new creation. They're born again. They're raised from the dead. The Spirit's living in them. Huge changes. Spiritually. Physically, nothing to see. I mean, you're going to see a little bit of evidence, hopefully, right? Hopefully, they'll change their character. You'll notice they're more loving, more patient. But in a way, it's hardly anything to see. And ju- just like Jesus, you know, most of the time he looked like a normal human being until he calmed the storm or raised the dead. And suddenly you could see, okay, there's a real, <laughs> this is different. But most of the time you don't see it, right? Right? And even that's, and that's when they become a Christian. Usually, it's just so quiet. God is doing all kinds of stuff in people's hearts at the moment. But we don't notice it, right? We just don't see it. It's spiritual, not physical. And that's very helpful. I mean, certainly if you're here and you're, you're not a Christian, you're looking into Christianity, I mean, these carols all sound a bit exaggerated, right? We sing about joy to the world and no more sins and sorrows and you wonder, well, I don't see that. No true. Some of the, a lot of that is future. Right now, it's spiritual, and right now Christianity looks really unimpressive. It looks really uh, like, nof- like nothing real. It's true. That's why you need to do like a course, like Christianity Explored. Uh, that's really helpful. Uh, you can see the whole story. You can understand that actually... You know, Jesus came twice. Uh, He came once, he's going to come twice. And he came to do something spiritual. If you want to understand more, come and do this. Now, you need to look carefully. So keep coming to church and keep interacting with people. And hopefully, we all look like normal people, but you will see something. You will notice sometimes, wow, these people are pretty loving. These people, wow, they're, they're different. But you will only notice it if you look carefully. For the rest no one will notice but I I think that's what we you know as Christians that that is what we need to hear right again it's 2021 it's almost at the end and I don't know how you feel about this year and everything that's happened and it really looks like God is not at work right it looks like nothing's happening Uh, it looks like things are just getting worse and maybe in your own life you've had these problems and they're still there and you wonder is God really at work and You know, here in our church, you know, it feels great now. We have so many people, right, in one service. But one reason we are one service is that we have lost a lot of people, and a lot of people have left, and so we can go back to one. I mean, we've moved to Lam Kamau, and that's been great, and we've had quite a few newcomers. If we were still at Chungster Tim School, we'd be even smaller, right? Just think about that. It really doesn't feel like God is at work, right? Well... Look at the spiritual side. You know, we've had some people become Christians, right? Think about what happens. Someone becomes a Christian. Someone's been brought from death to life. The Holy Spirit's come down. They're a new creation. All the angels in heaven have been rejoicing this year over these people who have been saved. It's an amazing miracle. Except we just don't see it. Or spiritual growth, you know, someone becomes a little bit more patient. And you think that's a very small thing. You now, given how sinful we are, that's a huge victory over sin and Satan. That's the, the power of the risen Christ at work in someone's heart by the Spirit. That is what's happening when someone becomes a little bit more patient. It's a huge spiritual thing. And physically you can hardly see it. But we forget the, the, the spiritual. We just look at the physical. And, and then it looks like nothing's happening. No, no. God is at work. God is doing... He, he's at work in so many ways in people's hearts. We just don't see it. And we need to remember that He does, you know. We, we don't... Maybe you don't notice it, but look carefully. <laughs> I went to the dentist last week. And, you know, just the dentist. And then on the reception desk was this business card holder. And when I looked carefully, it had a little Bible verse. <laughs> well, it was so sweet, but it was kind of, what a little reminder, right? Here is God at work. I didn't know my dentist was a Christian, but, you know, uh, just, just a little reminder. God is at work. God is at work in, in lots of ways. We just don't see it. I mean, here is Hong Kong, and we've had a difficult few years. But, you know, who knows what he's doing? You know, he's, maybe he's softening people's hearts. Maybe he's preparing a big revival. We, we just don't know, right? Because we can't see the spiritual stuff in people's hearts. So, so let's just trust that God is at work. Let's trust that He is really doing something. And what is, how can we trust? Well, I think one big thing we can do is prayer. Prayer, I think, is, is the real way of trusting. And actually, this carol goes to prayer. Verse, uh, the verse 4 Uh, if we can go to verse 4 it finishes with prayer I mean if Jesus is at work now we can pray to him now eh? oh holy child of Bethlehem descend to us we pray cast out our sin and enter in be born in us today we hear the Christmas angels the great glad tidings tell oh come to us abide with us our Lord Emmanuel prayer right that's how how it finishes of course we can not do a spiritual work he can, and, and so we pray. But, but isn't prayer such a great expression of this, right? physically unimpressive. Can you think of anything less impressive than prayer? And you're in your room, you fold your hands, and you talk to the ceiling. It looks like nothing. Like prayer, and you, you, go, you get up early to pray. It's not like the whole neighborhood is shaking and everyone notices, everyone wakes up because you're praying, right? It looks so unimpressive. Have you ever thought about the spiritual side? Have you ever thought about what happens when you pray? How, how the Spirit is at work in you and praying with you and stirring you up to pray? And, and how Satan and his forces, they wake up and they will do everything they can to stop you, to, to stop the prayer. And, and you see Jesus taking your prayers like incense to the Father and the Father sending out thousands of angels to answer your prayer. All of that is happening. Well, well, you're just talking to the ceiling, <laughs> right? We, we, we don't see that. <laughs> I mean, I wish we had that at a prayer meeting, right? If we had just a, a live stream from what's happening in heaven <laughs> when we pray. My guess is everyone would come to the prayer meeting to just to see that happening, to see what is really going on. But we forget that, right? We forget the spiritual. We just look at the physical, and then prayer is so unimpressive. Prayer is nothing. No, look at the spiritual. Yes, it's small and quiet physically. Look at the spiritual. I, I hope that makes you want to pray. I mean, it's, it's almost 2022. I don't know if you have New Year's resolutions. Don't know how you've been doing with last year. Maybe you wanted to read through the whole Bible. You've still got five days, 14 hours a day you can do it. No, no, let's look at next year. Can you make next year a year of prayer? Can we remember this spiritual perspective can you come you know 5th of January to the prayer meeting Right, and so not coming Wednesday but the week after I mean the prayer meeting is so unimpressive right just 15 people on zoom in breakout groups going through a list of prayer points we have a lot of people they come once and they never come back because it's so boring so unimpressive right can you see with spiritual eyes can you see that God works through the physically really unimpressive things? Remember what's happening. Remember the spiritual forces. Remember the spiritual power. Remember all of that. That is happening. So come and join us this year. All right? Maybe this year, yeah, let's remember. Yes, it's small and quiet. We're a small church. We hardly see anything happening. No, God is at work. He's at work through our prayers, through our church, uh, through your missionary work, through you in your workplace through you and your family you may not notice it but God is doing an amazing work and one day Jesus will come back and he'll open the curtain and we'll just see everything that he's done and we'll all think oh man I wish I'd prayed more right (laughs) think about everything he's done right let's remember that so as we go we're going to sing this carol Sing about God quietly coming, quietly coming now. Let, let's pray that with all our hearts, that Jesus would be coming this year into people's hearts, doing more in our hearts, in, in our families, wherever we are, that His kingdom may come. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that Jesus came down in His great love and mercy even though no one noticed it (laughs) unless you told them thank you that you are still at work now and and we wouldn't often see you at work if you didn't tell us about everything's happening spiritually Father open our eyes would we just be aware of your presence aware of what you're doing Uh, maybe through little glimpses physically but would we just believe in faith that you were at work spiritually Uh, would we take part in your work Help us to be faithful this year, to pray, uh, to share a, a few words about Jesus that look so weak, and yet it's the same words that made the universe. Father, uh, encourage us this year. Uh, would we see great fruit? We'd love, of course, to see great fruit. We'd love to see many people saved, many people rejoicing in you, many people growing more like Christ. But we trust you to do everything behind the scenes in your timing. Wor- in your timing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Great. Well, the music team is here. Let's stand and sing.